1: What's wrong with you people? How do y'all feel this morning?
0: Why do you always make me define what you meant? What? That's how I feel. How, 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 how dare you? I don't know why you're clapping, I'm
1: talking about you. How dare you? Make war! Go to the manual.
0: the question until you ask it correctly hello and welcome to the reformatory the podcast for the local church by the local church my name is josh loftus and i'm again here in person live <laughs> live and in person
1: with my good buddy jack Berry. the gosh what's the greek word for deacon uh Deaconos. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah Where they yeah. get the the know. word deacon from. Anyway, I'm a deacon at Resurrection Church <laughs> here in Tacoma, Washington. Jack's,
0: Jack's over here yeah. flexing. He's flexing his, his, his
1: Reform boy knowledge. I don't I'm I'm not flexing. Flexin', flex that's that. not flexing. That's flex just that. that's just plain Greek, man. That's uh-huh. just the scripture. That's
0: <laughs> you know that's exactly what the Reform boys would say. Whatever. Like, whatever. whatever. Lies like, <laughs> It's just the Bible. That's all I'm reading It's just the Bible It's just a Septuagint man. It's just a Septuagint What's wrong with you What's wrong with you man uh, Dude Jack How you doing my man I'm doing
1: well It's a very relaxing time over here It is right? a relaxing
0: time I really like it It's uh, quite nice It's quite Nice Well and you know I I understand Why Like relaxing times for you Are probably More and more Enjoyable Like Like more and more uh, I'll say more and more desired Definitely More and more like I think you need them more now because yeah. you are a uh, you're officially a, an old an <laughs> old man. You're oh we're gonna bring this up? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you, dude I <laughs>
1: I told oh you it was gonna happen. Oh yeah. You, that's you, true. you're
0: officially a VFW, oh, which yeah. is different than a P. Uh, PMW. or uh, uh, a P-O-W. A POW, POW. I don't know. It might feel a like PNW, you. a Pacific. Oh P- well, I am a Pacific P-N- Northwesterner. You, you are. You are a PNW VFW, which is a Veterans of Foreign Wars. You're, you're a lifetime member now. Yeah. This is basically the AARP
1: of uh, of the <laughs> Army. Wow. <laughs> you are now officially old. I mean, I'll say this. You're an old man. You, okay. You know, Brojack. I'm just, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say this. Yeah you know that you're way out of your league in an organization. When you try to contact different VFW chapters in your local area and try and hit them up on Facebook and nobody contacts you back (laughs) like zero people. And so now it's like, Hey, okay. Hey, whoever's behind your, your social medias. Yeah. You know, y'all need to get schooled up (laughs) because (laughs) the new generation is not going to take kindly to you not answering their facebook messenger messages i mean
0: i mean here's the thing like like becoming a vfw is like moving to florida like once you do that it's all over like like it's nothing but flip flops and mimosas and (sighs) lawn chairs it's a downhill spiral from here folks like like this is the beginning of the end for you like like dude the next josh next for you Next is buying one of those veteran hats. No. Yep. No. Yep. yep. That, yep. literally. Yep. The that's pins. the line
1: with all the pins on it. Okay. So here's I know the what's thing. Happen. I have a hat. Yeah. Oh, like the that. little hot dog garrison cap. I only oh, yeah. use. I only use that for certain occasions when I was back in Ellensburg with my dad's veteran and organization. To, well, you, you did it to try to pick up
0: girls, and it never. I worked. I did
1: not. You, I did not do that. You wore that. Do you? Do you really think I can? Okay, first of all, do you really think I could pick up women with that thing? The only woman that I'm picking up is probably a grandma to walk her across the street, bro. <laughs> Let's be honest.
0: <laughs> well, here's the thing: you shouldn't be picking up the grandmas to walk them across the street. Just just, just offer your
1: arm, okay? okay. <laughs> In any case, you ain't getting. You ain't getting no. And plus, that ain't going to happen at all. Does this because this, does man this give you, is taken. Okay? Does this card? Does this
0: card give you a discount at Denny's?
1: <laughs> it might as well could. Can you, right? can you
0: walk in there and flash it? Flash your, <laughs> flash your VFW card and be like, hey, can I see a? Can I see a? Can I see a veterans menu? <laughs> I will get a senior citizens menu if if anything. <laughs> oh, dude, brojack bro has brojack is evolving. And, and and it's turning into something bro-jack. that I absolutely love. It's a uh, dude, I'm gonna get that trending. Brojack. Hashtag brojack.
1: I don't know about <sighs> but that. Yeah, but yeah, um
0: so in all honesty, I really don't know what it is or what it does. I just saw the card and I'm like, that looks like an AARP card. <laughs> That's basically what you are now. I
1: mean, yeah. To a certain extent, yes. To a certain extent, no. There's way more older VFW members than there are younger VFW members. Sure. I'll say that right now. Sure. But anyway. So you have taken your first step into being that that old vet guy. That old vet guy. I don't want to say that. Oh, it's happening. But you know, it's it's like, dude, it's like Harvey Dent. You know? (laughs) You don't think that you're going to become that, and then you become that, and then you're... Flipping you coins around enough, yeah. flipping yeah. coins around to calm us, people in the v- face, trying to take vigilante <laughs> justice in your own you hands either, or something. You either You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become yep. the old vet guy. Yep, <laughs> pretty much. Yep. That's it right there. <laughs> oh, Jack,
0: I am I am uh, I'm thoroughly enjoying this and I'm really glad that I get to be here for this journey. I mean um, hey I just want you to know that I support you. I'm here for you, <laughs> and if at any point you need like me to like you know come over and mow your lawn or you know get your groceries, um, you know you can just slip me some cash or yeah, maybe okay. some <laughs> some silver dollars. <laughs> You'll probably be carrying a lot more of those around two dollar bills. Yeah, you have some two dollar two dollar bills. $2 bills. Oh, okay, all right, I see, I see, dude. I used to have a two dollar bill. Those things were legit. Yep.
1: Somehow my nieces and nephews have a ton of two dollar bills. I don't know where they got them. They from. just collect them. I don't know who gave them to hey, them. but just talking to your mic. Some the people can't hear you. Oh, well, hey, <laughs> I, I don't know where my nieces and nephews got $2 bills from, but they got them, and I'm a little jelly, so anyway. Well,
0: two things are for sure. One, I'm out of Coca-Cola. Yeah. I'm going to need a second. Yeah. Uh, and two, uh, we should probably get to our topic today, okay. because we can be riffing on BroJack <laughs> I, I think, oh see, see, see I, need a, I need an alternative. I, I think it's going to be like, you know, like like um, old man Logan. It's just going to be old man Jack. <laughs> it's going to be a construct. I do, have, about uh, you.
1: I do have that kind of demeanor, to be quite honest. You really do. It's kind of the unsavory, so.
0: don't talk to me, but still has a heart. If you dig yeah. deep enough. Yeah, yeah, pretty much.
1: Kind <laughs> of. I mean.
0: <laughs> You're basically a Reformed Baptist. I mean, that, that's basically I what mean, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day. <sighs>
1: Yep. At the end of the day. Yep. So,
0: Jack, um, we're going to talk about uh, a listener-suggested uh, episode, which, by the way, listeners, we appreciate and value and actually like it when you guys do that. Because uh-huh. uh, yes, we do. Because we, we like to know what, what's on your guys' mind, and if you have local church-centric questions, send them over. Definitely send them over. But what we're going to tackle today is, Jack, what happens when I don't feel like going to church? Hmm. Yeah. What happens when I don't feel like being part of a church? Yeah. What happens when I don't feel like plugging in into a community of the church? Because like it or not, it's a reality that most individuals uh, experience Mm -hmm. at one time Mm -hmm. or another. Yeah. Um, I think it happens most after some sort of church hurt or yeah. church trauma, some sort of spiritual abuse when yep. the church and uh, the gospel is kind of used as a, as a, it's kind of a, a, a battering ram yeah. for lack of a better term. Sure. Um, and people get hurt. Yeah. And, and what ends up happening as just kind of a natural consequence for most people is that that results in them, uh, um, I think it makes sense not wanting to be in that environment anymore yeah (laughs) and we have this struggle and kind of these two realities of that like in any other circumstance um we would encourage the individual to not be in the environment anymore in which the abuse took place yeah whether that's an abusive household an abusive workplace um we would part of that process would be like all right you you know you, you have to get out yeah you know um and that's different with church it, it is now uh, this not to say that 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 you don't leave that specific church, yeah, that might have to happen. but leaving church and leaving uh, you know the local church just as a whole mm-hmm. um, is not something that is good it's not something that we're called to do we're 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 commanded to gather and and we're commanded to uh you know be in community with each other and we've covered that at length of why we do that why that's important Mm -hmm. but those two realities remain sure in that we know we have to gather we're commanded to but it really hurts yeah and maybe that desire is just not there it's just that's not something that we want to do so I think we need to have the discussion of what, what happens when we face that in our lives, when we just don't have the desire Sunday morning to put on our shoes get the kids
1: in the car and go be in community. Yeah. Right. I have not had that feeling. I'll be honest. I have not had that feeling in a very, very, very long time. That's just my experience. That's just my, where I'm coming from right now in my life. I love going. I'd I think I have a deep, there's a kind of, okay, like, this might happen, kind of. There's an apprehension, but I don't think there's ever, like, a repulsion to not go and be a part of, you know, the local gathering of God's people on the Lord's Day. So, hmm. I mean, that's just where I'm coming from. I can totally understand if uh, you are dealing with a situation within your local church with some other members and there's some there's some stuff, there's some history there, and you don't want to go because you don't specifically want to see them or be around them. I get that as well too. Um, but as for me, it's just I, I don't know. it hasn't been a reality for forever, it seems like to me. So um, hmm, I would say the so that's kind of laying the groundwork where I'm at as far as in my life. Um, as far as what I would say or maybe do is maybe come alongside folks who are going through that and maybe say, hey, how about I just come and pick you up and you kind of, you know, be with me and my wife and we kind of help you out, you know, be, you know, friends to you in this time, kind of usher you in that. Um, That's one Maybe way of going about that situation, but you yeah, know, that's just where I'm coming from initially, right? At the start of this conversation, well, and
0: and, and that's 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 an awesome place to be, you know. Like like we don't want <clears throat> we don't want to have no desire, <laughs> right? We we want a desire, yeah, together with God's people. We want a desire to be in community, and that's when you have that. That's a really really good thing, yeah. And praise the Lord for that, right? Yeah. Um, I can remember after some you know going through some very very bad church hurt yeah. and um, just kind of being torn to shreds if you will by church leadership and and that you know that everything that comes with that i remember distinctly going through a period of time right afterward that, that where i wanted nothing to do with the church Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be in ministry anymore. I didn't want to gather with the church. I didn't want to get close to anybody because every time I did that, they just, I was just giving them more ammo to be used against me. Right. Um, and this period lasted probably, probably six to nine months for me. Um, which is a long time (laughs) to not have a desire to gather with God's people. And it really was the only thing that kept me going, and kept me getting up on Sunday and walking through the doors is the fact that I was commanded to in scripture. Sure. And I'm thankful to the Lord in hindsight for preserving like that level of, um, scriptural, uh, authority (laughs) in my head. Because if that wasn't there, I probably wouldn't have gone. Yeah. Um, I probably just would have taken a break and justified it. However I wanted to just be like, you know, I'm just going to take a break from church and things like that. Yeah. Um, So I think that step one is realizing that as difficult as it is and as much as what you went through, you know, whoever, whoever's listening to this, uh, as horrible as that was and as real as that desire is to not gather, we have to remember first and foremost, we, we are commanded to, yeah, we are commanded to gather. It is a command by the Lord that we must gather on the Lord's day. With his people, um, that's some, that's it, it's it's not left up to interpretation. It is it is a sure. command. So there's that first, and I think that um, realizing realizing that and <laughs> for for lack of a better term, I guess forcing yourself to go as hard as it is.
1: Yeah, I um, think that's that's the tough part too. Because I yep. can have I can have sympathy and empathy for folks who don't want to go because of a very a various amount of certain situations and things along those lines but i think what makes it a little bit more easier to digest sometimes is who are the people that are on your side who are the people that are mediating you and maybe the situation at hand how can you know myself who doesn't have a who has not had those feelings in my heart or in my mind or in my being uh, come alive come alongside somebody and basically say, Hey, how can I be, how can I be a brother to you, you know, in this time and help you out with this? And, you know, Hey, is there a way where, you know, I can come and pick you up and me and my wife can be there for you or some way of basically helping you in this situation. So I don't know. That's just, that's where I come. It's like, how can I be a part of helping that person versus just giving them commands? How can I be in that trench with them? Yeah. Right,
0: right, yeah, and 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 when I'm when I'm talking about those those commands, I'm 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 speaking of that in in regards to um, reminding yourself of that command. Yeah, I, I I don't think the the most effective thing to do if you're. You know, trying to help somebody who's dealing with this is just to say, "Well, you're commanded to go, so you need to go." Yeah, that's, that's not loving. Yeah, that, that's sure. not what that that's not what I'm saying. Sure. Um, yeah, I'm saying as I totally get that as you're walking through it yourself, reminding yourself
1: mm-hmm.
0: of that command, I think is important. Yeah, and then also realizing that as hard as it is, you need to realize that we as individuals are prone to self isolation. mm Hmm. I think that's naturally kind of what we do yeah. when we're struggling or when we're in pain. Is we kind of we kind of look for a way to not let others in, yeah, because it's just easier to to you know just to kind of shut down and get in our own head and stay in the space than where where we're at
1: because it doesn't require us to become vulnerable again. I think what even amplifies this our conversation is just the past year that we've gone through. Seriously, dude. Um, The fact, and even my pastor brought this up just this last Sunday as well too. The fact that we went through probably the hardest year that any of us within this last generation or two has gone through, the fact that we had to isolate and we had to separate ourselves. No bueno. You know, that doesn't, that only compounds the situation. That doesn't add to more thriving conversation about it, you know? So- When we went through all the social unrest, all the conversations about racial injustice, all the conversations about COVID, all the conversation about mask, no mask, over and over again, and you were just isolated and you didn't have community around you, that's what compounded all that stuff and that's what made it even tougher. And so, yeah, I mean, that's what made this year, this last year in 2020, especially hard because we are coming up on basically the first almost the one-year anniversary of the first wave in which the government started to take action in these certain ways, like it or not, we still had to deal with those effects. We still had to pivot. We still had to adapt. We still had to move in those certain ways. And you either had church communities that pivoted in those times to do their best in order to gather their people. I know several people down in LA, which is super hard hit right now, that pivoted and started basically like doing a drive in style way of gathering God's people on a Sunday where they had the cars that would come in and a parking lot and they would have their pastors on some sort of area that basically tuned in their sermon and did their local radio and stuff like that. So there's technology that helps us, But that technology does not bridge the gap of community and especially in-person community to talk about things, to see people's faces, to interact with them like we used to do a year and a half. I mean, more than a year and a half ago, right? So.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, I mean, this kind of an offshoot topic that we could probably address some other time but i think you know those those means and methods that we use to kind of in in the interim um i think a lot of people are now trying to normalize those which is yeah. a big problem yeah you know and sure. trying to just trying to normalize uh, and legitimize online church or streaming as the same thing yeah and it's 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 like yeah again, and, uh, yeah. again a different conversation but I don't want to normalize that either. <laughs> no, well, it's not. Yeah. It's yeah. not the same yeah. thing. It's yeah. it's you know, b- b- biblically it's not. And I think especially yes, especially after the year that we've had we we really have seen what happens when people isolate. Yeah especially in the church. Yeah. We've seen what happens when we are not in community together. Mm -hmm. We've seen what happens when we're not uh, in fellowship with one another and not involved in each other's lives. Yeah. Nothing good comes from it. No. Like, like being, being, there will be no good healing, no healing period that comes from isolating. Yeah. And when that desire to isolate is there and the desire to not gather with the church is there, you have to fight against that mm-hmm. because that is your flesh yeah. wanting to do what it wants. And ultimately, that is not what's going to be good for you. It's yeah. not going to bring the healing. Yeah. Uh, you can't do it on your own. Yeah. You can't. You need other people. And that's that's what the local church is for. That's gathering with the local church. Like That's where that healing comes from. We've talked about it we've talked about it before that the same people that brought the hurt, the Lord is going to use to bring the healing. Yeah. It's the, it's his church. It's his people. So it's hard, to, it's hard to realize. And it's hard to remember that when that desire to not gather is there, which is why, like, like you said, you need those people around you who are sending you those text messages and being mm-hmm. like, Hey, it's, you know, Sunday morning. I'm coming to pick you up. Yeah. How you doing? You know, you can, you can, you can sit with us. You can you yeah. can, you know, uh, be in community with us, you know, yeah. come to our small group. You don't have to say anything. It's okay. Yeah. You know, like what what ended up helping me was a few key individuals that encouraged me to gather. Yeah. But allowed space for that healing to happen. Yeah. And I think that's a very fine line and a yeah. very a very hard balance to strike and by God's grace these guys uh, struck it perfectly. Yeah, but but that is the balance. Is is you need you need to be that encouraging voice to encourage these people to gather while at the same time giving them the space while they are gathering to heal. They yeah. might not be like plugging into every way to serve right away. Yeah, and that's okay. That's a, a, that's not a bad thing.
1: The key thing is that you're walking alongside them. Yes, and that they have somebody to process things with. You know, because that's the biggest thing that's going to help out. You know, I think that when you have people that are there to a know that you're there for them, you're not there to purposely try to railroad them or try to dissuade them, but that you're there to support them. You're there for them in everything that you can be. Um, Yeah, that's a different attitude than just being the nudger. You know, hey, do this, do this, do this. It's like no, it's like I'm going to get in the trench with you, and walk alongside you in this time, and be a a lean to, if you will, if you need that. So well,
0: and we need to be fostering that kind of culture in our churches, to where we we need to we need to have the mentality in in our church that look, we're not this this concept of being the body of Christ is not something that is realized for an hour and a half 2 hours on a Sunday morning this is something that should transcend and 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 infect if you will every aspect of our lives that being part of the body and being in a community with believers is not something that's exclusive to Sunday morning it is something that needs to be that I think must be part of our everyday lives throughout the throughout the entire week, right? And that, I think, is an aspect that a lot of people don't realize or don't focus on is that you know they have these individuals, and maybe it's you that that, that you't don't, you don't feel like going to church, that desire's not there for whatever reason, maybe trauma, maybe maybe something else. Church is much more than just Sunday morning. Now I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not those guys yeah. that are be like, oh yeah, you know, we, like like we don't need Sunday morning. It's it's you know, everything is central around the Lord's Day gathering on Sunday morning. Yeah, but the community is so much broader than that, and I think it's so important to not only be gathering on Sunday morning, but to be in community with people of your local church throughout the week. Whether you're getting coffee, you're in each other's homes, you're 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 in a in a texting relationship, if you will, with somebody. Um, you know, you you need those individuals who will input into your life and will be those people that get in the trenches with you, right? And yeah, I think what you will find is that when that is present and you have those people, uh, you are gathering. Uh, you're perhaps in the moment just. Forcing yourself to go as hard as it is. I truly believe because this, this is what happened to me. You will find that desire rekindled. And it's not going to be something that's, 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 that's done uh, or accomplished outside of that context. Outside of the context of the local church. Yeah. It has to be through that context. And I believe that you will begin to see the Lord working in your life. Through the means of his word, his gospel, and his people, and that's that—that's what will end up happening.
1: Yeah, big time. Yeah, and I just think too, um, you know, there has to be, there has to be a finesse, and there has to be a way that you communicate um, certain things to certain people. If I'm communicating, hey, I'm worried about you. You're communicating out of that. Uh, worrisome and wanting to have that believer take their next steps more wisely because you love them and you have compassion for them and they're part of your local church. They're part of your family, right? So I think that's even more important as well too, that when we communicate certain things to people, it's not that I'm just trying to get you into this process of, you obey, obey and do, obey and do, obey and do. It's like I'm not trying to turn you into a robot. I'm just trying to make you a more uh, receptive um, follower of Christ. And so, thinking about those things too, when somebody comes alongside you, if you're that person that comes alongside them, you need to communicate those things of love and compassion and care, and you're wanting to come alongside them, not not to just say you need to obey this although that's important but you need to have and communicate your care for them out of a place of you're part of our family this is how family needs to take care of other family in certain situations when they're going through certain seasons so i think that disposition is important as well too
0: yeah no i think it is and i think it's something that it's something that is hard to <laughs> i don't think you can have that disposition Uh, without being in a community that fosters it. Because it's really hard to be kind of the one person in the church that has that mentality.
1: Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. So it is super important in the local church that we are creating a space to where that type of healing and that type of relational uh, closeness can happen. Yeah. Right. And that happens much more than just Sunday morning.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Right. Sunday
0: morning is, I think where we really get to reap the benefits of the work that we do throughout the week. Yeah. Right. So if you're, you know, if you find yourself in this boat and, and and you don't want to go to church and like, like no, first and foremost, like, I completely understand that. Yeah. I get it. Those feelings are real. I don't, they're, they're not fun. <laughs> um, because if you're anything like me, you have this kind of warring of two things. It's like, well, I don't want to do this, but I know I have to do this. Yeah. And then it's just, it's just, it just causes more angst and anxiety and frustration mm-hmm. and doesn't reso- and, and you know, you don't want to, you don't want to talk to anybody cause you don't want to get close. You don't want to share your story. You don't want to, You don't want to go over anybody's house. You know, just the thought of going over and trying to get through, you know, conversation over dinner is just horrible. Like, I I understand all that. I get that. Yeah. And you're not going to be friends with everybody, you're not going to have that closeness with everybody. It's just not going to happen. But allow yourself to submit to those people that the Lord puts in front of you Uh because He will. Yeah. He will put those people in front of you, like Jack and his wife reach out and be like, Hey, you can sit with us. Uh, no pressure at all. You know, you don't, you don't have to, don't have to feel like you got to talk. You don't have to feel like you got to do anything. We just want you here. Yeah. We just, we value that you are here. That is so important.
1: Yeah. Big time. And then plus I think as well too, you, I, I actually went through some counseling as well to address how I see certain people. Um, because in the military, I was conditioned to think that those certain managers over me are going to always be on my case and they are always going to look at me of why aren't you doing a better job? Why aren't you doing this? So you're going to have your, that bias in your mind as well, too. Maybe if you're going through that time of, is this person really thinking this about me? And you need to let that person, you need to even ask that person, hey, do you think this way about me? Do you think that like I'm a failure and I suck and all these things? Or do you really honestly care? Because those biases that that person may not even be communicating to you, they need to be addressed by you sometimes to say, hey, I'm doing this because I want you to be known and a part of the family of God in our local church community. And know that you're cared for and that you're not a project and that yeah. you're not something that I just invest in to get my rocks off or that I invest in in order to, like, you know, give me more clout as a leader or something like that. That's right. not the point. No. The point is I need all of my brothers and sisters in the local church context to be in a healthy capacity as well as possible with each other because we want peace to flourish within the family. Right. right we do. Um, because we've known what peace is not like, and that sucks. And that's happened for the last year, you know? So yeah, I think that, um, those biases need to be sometimes addressed by you, but also push back against your biases and communicate to that, to the person that you trust and say, Hey, do you, th- I have these biases that I think about, Do you think of me in this way or do you take me in this way as well too? And let that person speak as well too and say, hey, no, I don't. This is why. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's just cerebral that you go through when you say, I don't want to go. Um, and some of those may be biases you have towards other people that you haven't communicated to them or you haven't had a space to communicate that to them so
0: I think that's so important you know and speak speaking more to the the individual that is reaching out yeah right um, creating and uh, that's not the right word having that relationship and I think I think um, communicating that yeah to those people that they are not a project Yeah, that you genuinely love them. You genuinely care about them Yeah, because people can tell, people can yeah. tell if you're just reaching out to check something off your box. So you can be like, I reached out to this many people, yeah. this many people were saved, this many people were baptized, you know, you know, like the old, yeah. the old kind of health and wealth crap. Yeah. Uh, people sniff right through that. Yeah. People understand. Yeah. And, and, and I, I could tell the difference who was reaching out and trying to, you know, get, get together with me or, or, commun- or be in a relationship because they just, that's just what, you know, that's some sort of box that they wanted to check out. Yeah. And who was doing it because they actually genuinely cared for my well-being. Yeah. People know the difference. Yeah. So you need to have that relation. And, and part of that is, is not, not pushing Mm-hmm. Like, like, yes, lovingly encourage and entreat them. Look, at least, you know, bare minimum, come to church on Sunday. Yeah. Let's start there. Yeah. Let's start there, you know, and then get them get them comfortable with that. You can sit with us. You can sit wherever. You know, you don't you don't have to, you know, you don't have to become a deacon. Yeah. You don't have to serve, you know, you know
1: Ouch, whatever. Josh. Hey, Ouch, Josh. <laughs> Ouch. I'm putting deacons on such a high. I,
0: I was putting that as high and lifted up. You don't have to be like Jack. You don't have to, really. Like, like, honestly, like, you don't
1: have to be like Jack. Um, I don't know why, but I have this CC high and lifted up, shining in the light of your glory.
0: Pour out your power, love. As we
1: sing holy, oh my Dude, gosh, that's horrible, man. Uh, <laughs> that's just the. First sorry, folks, we had to go on that rabbit, rabbit trail. Rabbit trail that you had that, that, that acapella trail. had to be uh, had, had to, to be appeased.
0: There. Had to be there. Uh, yeah, so seek out real relationships with people and treat them as brothers and sisters in Christ, not a project. Yeah,
1: and that could be, and plus two. Point them back to the person work of Jesus. Don't, yeah, there's that. Don't 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 try and take all this stuff on your Let's talk own. About that. Because then you okay, the, the balance that you have to make is is yes, you're coming alongside that person, but then you also have to say, Hey, I'm not Jesus, I'm not your savior, you need to go to him, you need to be in communion with him through his word, through prayer, obviously through you y you're you're taking that step in community, but yeah, you. There needs to be that communicated. If you're a person who's helping that other person out who's struggling, well, and for heaven's sakes, do not be the church that's that's like, oh, we're better than
0: all other churches. We're not going to hurt you, like that other church did. You know, something that was super helpful for me, yeah. is that these individuals were like, look, we're messed up. Yeah, we're going to hurt you. Yeah, we're all sinners. It's yeah. part of being in community. It's what happens. But the difference is what happens after that yeah how it was dealt with right so don't be the don't be the people that are like oh you know that was horrible what happened to you come over here and and that won't happen yeah you know it's like yeah don't don't that's not helpful point them to christ point them to the sufficiency of who jesus is the sufficiency of the gospel to cover over what it is that they went through and lead with that, let that be the foundation for your relationship, not that you somehow you are a better person because yeah. we're all, we're all sinners. We all struggle. We're all going to hurt each other, yeah. right? We're all going to say things to each other that, that hurt and, and that are, that are cutting. Yeah. But the difference is what is our foundation Is our, is the foundation of that relationship just the relationship or uh-huh. is the foundation, the unity that
1: we have in Christ? Plus, I think an, another good point, too, is are you fostering a gospel culture with that person? Meaning, is there confession? Is there repentance? Is there a fostering of you uh, having that transparency with one another versus, okay, you can't. You came to me. I'm going to be the teacher here. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Don't no. do that. Please. In the name of Jesus, do not do that. Yeah, seriously, seriously. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Those, I think that. Um, just, just a plug to old, uh, old Ray Ray, uh, Ray Ortland. Dude, we got to get him on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we do. Um, he has a great book if you want to read it called "The Gospel," and he talks a lot about gospel culture, and that absolutely applies even into relationships of how you need to. Foster gospel culture in relationships of confession, repentance, uh, transparency uh, versus trying to treat people like projects and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, if you're the one reaching out, remember all those things.
0: Don't see them as projects. Uh, Reach out to them in love and and be patient. (laughs) Be patient with them because that process sometimes takes a while. If you are the one not wanting to go to church, we get it. We understand it's hard, it's real, but we would encourage you to go. We encourage you to, as difficult as it is, find these small, subtle ways at the beginning to be in community with people and to let that healing begin.
1: Because it will, and that's going to be what the Lord uses. Those small steps, too, and those directions are going to be really, the Spirit is going to use those. Yeah, taking those one that one small step in those directions is going to have the spirit is going to use that for God's glory and for yeah. you to see His love through His local church. So that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, we hope that was encouraging to you. Uh, we're
0: we're wrapping up here. I need another Coke. Um, I need something. Yeah. I need a snack. You do. <laughs> you, you're, you know, you're getting old. Your blood sugar is probably <laughs> pretty low. Your your blood sugar's probably probably getting out. We're gonna have to get Jack some of those like some of those like little candies he can like keep in his oh keep in my his pocket. Gosh. I have to get you some some gum. Um you know what a power bar. A power bar. <laughs> you know, maybe you should start carrying toothpicks around. That seems like an old guy thing to do. You know what? I have
1: not seen power bars lately. Did they get discontinued? what's going on? Can can Power Bar make a statement about what's going on with the merchandise? We're calling you out. (laughs) Where you been? (laughs) Where you been? I Where don't you been? see them, dude. I, I ate think... power bars
0: all the time in in high school, like like wrestling. Yeah, like I I would I would down those things. Yeah, dude.
1: I would down them too.
0: Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen them a whole lot. <clears throat> Maybe it's be, just because we're both kind of old and and somewhat out of shape, and we there's no reason why we would eat a power bar now.
1: I don't know. <laughs> I, hey, I've been on like I've been on a, a regimental plan right you do. now. You're looking
0: sharp, man. You're I'm, looking sharp. I'm trying
1: to. I'm. So I did this complete rabbit hole way. I went on and it's called rabbit trail, rabbit, rabbit hole, hole, whatever. I mean, I I guess it's kind of a rabbit hole. I'm going in that hole, like Forrest (laughs) Gump with a 45 and a flashlight. Like Elmer Fudd (laughs) straight into that Viet Cong hole, dude. Um, Yeah. I've been on uh, this program. One of it, the first half is called the prep. And then I'm in this program now called the work. And it's like, it's basically like free weights, and a lot of like focused on like doing workouts from home. So, Bro Jack. It's, I'm not, no. It's I'm not. Bro Jack, it's happening. It's happening. Perpetuate this. He's hitting the irons. He's hitting the irons. He's hitting those free weights, baby. Don't catch these hands, dude. I mean, for praying, yes, but not it, in a fist fight. Once the, <laughs> once the
0: Instagram stories of you working out start, that's going to be the next no, no, phase. No, 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 no. That's gonna not going to be happening. the next phase of I'm the not, evolution. Nope. I'm yep. not touching that That's with a 40-foot like pole. Uh-huh. That is not happening, John. It's going to happen. Nope. You're going to start like looking at your arms and it, 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 like you start looking famous. at your arms in the mirrors. you're going to be like, "Hey, man, I see some tone."
1: I think I think people need to see this. <laughs> The only pictures that are going to be taken of my arms is maybe when I baptize people. Oh, uh, coming up on they'll Easter, they'll see the tones then. Yeah, You're be like, yeah, hey, Easter hey, baptism Hey, photographer up, folks. person,
0: can you take the picture from the right side? Because uh, that's my
1: good side. You really start to I'll see. I'll be the- like, I'll like purposely try and like move my arm and flex and like try to like dunk people just to like see definition. <laughs> Look at these lines. <laughs>
0: Jack getting gains, <laughs> oh my bro. Gosh. Jack got gains.
1: Uh, Jack, get us out of here, man. All right. If you like our uh, pontifications, if you will, we use that last. If you like our our constant banter and chatter over things of the local church, you can uh, check us out on the sociables, if you will, the instant gram, the loud people in the background Dude, right it's now. It's getting rowdy here, it's man. Getting, it's getting rowdy. It's, it's getting. It's getting. Definitely that. Um, anyway, face the Facebook, the Instagram, the Tweaker, the Bird Box site, whatever you want to call it. Blue check marks. <laughs> the, the
0: Bird Box Bird site? Bird Box site. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just
1: absolutely losing my mind. We're all blindfolded. So. Yeah, and if you uh, if
0: you feel like uh, you know supporting these pontifications and supporting Brojack's gains, uh, you can become a Patreon supporter. If somebody and- sends me a can of protein, I'm gonna lose my mind. Somebody already sent you beard oil.
1: Hey! Somebody sent you free
0: beard oil. That's I was that's jealous. Welcome. That's welcome. they sent it to you. I didn't get any. I I, I didn't get any of that.
1: That's welcome. <sighs> you know Whatever. what it was called? One of them was called Augustine's Pristine. Oh my <laughs> goodness gracious! <laughs> oh, I'm a sucker oh, for that. There's people. that. There's that. Give me them church history plugs <laughs> all Boutique day. Boutique
0: Jack. Boutique Jack. Uh, you can become a Patreon supporter and have your name hallowed hallowed through the halls of this podcast give us a like and review honest five-star review we really appreciate those like and share the up we thank you so much for listening and we will catch you on the next step of the reformatory, the reformatory.